Hey there. This is Rachel Lee. And Robin May. And this is The Problem with Perfect, the podcast for people who want to be freed from the joy-sucking, energy-taking, and judgment-clouding quest of perfectionism. We may be separated by more than two decades in age. But we are united for our passion for this, The Problem with Perfect. We'll be sharing our own struggles and interviewing experts on how to be authentically imperfect. Because let's be real, who wants to be around someone who's perfect anyway? Together, we can transform our thinking and let go of those thoughts that say we have to be it all and have it all to be worthy. So pull up a chair and have a seat. There's always a place for you at our table. Welcome back to another episode of The Problem with Perfect. We are once again semi-live from the loft due to coronavirus, but Robin, you are getting the hang of this remote recording thing. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you, man. There's a lot to learn. I have a whole new respect for all these buttons that you push, Rachel. Yes. Well, Robin, if you've been following along, you know that she says that she's technologically challenged, but I will have to say that for just having one week of recording, you remembered how to do pretty much every single step, which I know as somebody who is in video and in audio and all that stuff, sometimes it takes me several times. So you're a fast learner. Well, thank you. It all is great until something doesn't go right. And then I'm like, 911. Rachel, what is going on? Right? Which is sort of kind of, I think, a, a parallel to what's going on in our world right now. I think that uh, we can all just kind of go on autopilot until something goes wrong, which here we are. Yeah, that is good. And I feel like we're all kind of in that 911 emergency. And now we're all starting to have feelings of panic and anxiety. And suddenly everything that seems so certain now seems very uncertain. And we wanted to really address those feelings today. And we have a really special guest who's going to be able to help us process through all of that. We do. And I have to tell you, I could not be more excited about our guest who's coming today. Uh, Just to let you have a little insight. uh, We talk a lot about mentoring on this program and how important it is to have a mentor. And I I have been so blessed by Denise Bickle being my mentor. And so this whole idea of dealing with these emotions, it was clear to me from the very beginning that my mentor and my friend Denise Bickle would be the perfect person to help guide this conversation about helping us understand emotionally what we're feeling. And then also to add a lifetime of pearls of wisdom to help us as we try to process them. So again, so excited. Can you hear the excitement in my voice? (laughs) Yes, I love it too, because you're my mentor and then she's your mentor. And so we just have a line of mentorship on our podcast right now. I love it. A circle of love. I love it too. So let me just tell you a little bit about Denise, other than her being my fabulous friend and mentor. She is Dr. Denise Bickle. She's a palliative care social worker, again, with a lifetime of experience. Which I love is that she's also an adjunct professor at the University of Denver. So I always think how lucky are her students that they get not just the the textbook side of things, but then they get to hear her wealth of information that like literally it took her a lifetime to collect. So Denise, above and beyond all that, she's the person I call when I need words of wisdom and sometimes an attitude adjustment. 
<laughs> so welcome to the show, Denise, all the way from Denver, Colorado. Oh, thank you. It feels good to be with both of you today. Oh, well, we're so happy to have you here. Thank you. So Denise, uh, you've been a little bit uh, on speed dial for me the last couple of weeks, and you've been really helpful to, as always, helping me kind of work through things. And I think one of the things that was really enlightening to me was a recent conversation when we talked about, you know, there's all these different emotions, but at the center of that might be one emotion that surprises everybody. And that emotion being grief. Can you speak to that? Yes, it is. I think it is grief. When we talk about all of those emotions of sadness and uncertainty and fear, all of those are very much part and parcel of grief. And when you look at the definition of grief, it is just someone's emotion, emotional reaction to loss. So it be the reaction is physical, so they may have coughs, respiratory infections, chest pains. Um, it could be behavioral, so changes in sleep patterns. They want to sleep all the time or they can't sleep, changes in appetite. Um, someone said the other day on Facebook, there was a saying, it said, Netflix needs to take that sign off that says, are you still watching and replace it with, are you still eating? <laughs> <laughs> Those two kind of go together. Um, and, then, and then certainly um, from a behavioral aspect, just a loss of energy so mm-hmm. to remember and then thirdly emotional so the emotional reactions can be sorrow or anger tearfulness depression mm-hmm. um, and sometimes it's all three in fact quite a lot of grief is all of those things and so it's interesting to me hearing you list out all of those things because hearing you list them out I'm thinking oh my gosh that was me I'm experiencing that. Or I had a conversation earlier with some friends who were saying, is anybody else eating their emotions right now? So Mm -hmm. (laughs) the eating aspect, I know I personally had a lot of trouble sleeping and just felt more anxious than normal. And then even those physical symptoms, like the cough or the tightness of chest, I can only imagine how in these times, if you are experiencing those feelings of grief or those physical symptoms, you think, oh no, it just probably adds to the anxiety that you may already be feeling. Absolutely. I mean, in reality, we've all lost our footing. We mm-hmm. certainty. We've lost maybe jobs, our financial security. We've lost companionship, our support system. Rachel, mm-hmm. um, um, both Robin and I have daughters who are nurses, mm-hmm. and we're having that extra level of angst about loving that they're doing what they're doing and serving so nobly, but yet those are our daughters and that's mm-hmm. to us and we can't see them. Elderly parents that can't be visited. So lots of um, insecurity, uncertainty, uh, things are just absolutely not normal. Mm-hmm. So Denise, uh, I think the thing that resonates with me the most is that I am so quick tempered right now. Um, and part of that, I think, has to do with the fact that I am completely out of routine. And I am a person who really kind of likes my routine. Yes, uh, we talked about that just the other day. Uh, <laughs> you know, Robin really does share a love of all things orderly and structured. 
And so for those who share her desire for control, I did originally say illusion for control, but I took that out. (laughs) Our control. Uh, Imagine how difficult it must be to have absolutely no control in this situation. And so being willing to just let it be, no expectations, no shoulds, um, don't should on yourself. You know, I should this, I shouldn't be doing that. Just allowing life to unfold right now. Because mm-hmm. it's changing exponentially every day. Every day, yeah. So Denise, for people who are trying to decide, hey, am I grieving or not? Um, what are some other ways that they might recognize that that they indeed are struggling with that as opposed to all these other things that they thought were out there really driving their emotional track? Mm-hmm. Right. I think tearfulness, I'm certainly short of patience. Um, I think if you think you're grieving, you're grieving. Uh, we, I work in a, for a healthcare entity and they told us last Friday, either assume you've had it, you have it, or you're going to get it. And about the coronavirus. And mm-hmm. um, in my cancer career many years ago, I read a statement that said, Cancer doesn't make life uncertain. It just reminds us how uncertain life was all along. Mm -hmm. I think the same can be said for the COVID virus. I think the same can be said for any life-altering illness or situation where we thought we had certainty and now we don't. Mm -hmm. I don't really like to hear that, but it's the truth. Yeah. Well, we're really certain. And I think the other thing that people might be thinking is, wait, I thought grief was something that we experience when people or our dog, something that we love dies. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you look at the definition, again, it's just someone's reaction to loss. Mm -hmm. We've all lost things in this. Um, We've lost our sense of health, uh, you know, of good health. We're afraid about what's going to happen to our health. Uh, we've, we've lost the ability to go and see our friends and our family. We're all working from home. Um, just lots of changes, lots of loss. Mm -hmm. And so what advice would you give to the person that's listening and thinks, okay, I recognize I am grieving. Is it okay to be in that state? And maybe what are some helpful tools to process that grief? Because grief is a journey. It's not something just that happens and then we're done with it. I think that it just changes over time. Absolutely. You know, one of the misconceptions about the stages of grief that we've discovered over the years um, in research and theoretically is that it's not linear. So you may have where you feel really good and then you have a day where you're in denial and then you have a day where you're bargaining and acceptance. And so you'll be all over the place for a really long time. And I think that that's what we have in store for us too. And accepting it, uh, being willing to just let let all of our expectations go can be very mm-hmm. important. Um, I think also that anytime you can exercise, that will help with sleep, that will help with appetite, that helps with energy. So that's a, we, we encourage even patients who are going through cancer to exercise mm-hmm. all of the physiological benefits. Certainly meditation, walks in nature, all of those things can be very beneficial. And certainly praying, 
just praying that you can get through this experience with as much grace and as much kindness as you can. Mm -hmm. Denise, I've heard you in the past over and over talk about the the benefit of journaling and specifically a gratitude journal. Do you think that that would would be something that would be helpful even during this time when it feels like, man, are there, are there things to be grateful for? Absolutely. I've kept a gratitude journal for years and I don't know if Robin has, but I've certainly encouraged her to. <laughs> That's the one like called out. You've been That's called right. out on the podcast. That's right. <laughs> um, I love a gratitude journal because the idea is at the end of each day, kind of before you swing your feet into the bed, you write down three things that you're grateful for. And again, it helps reduce stress. It will help you sleep better. And no matter what, we can almost always find three things that we're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Honest and say there's been many a day that my first one was, I'm glad this day is over, but I was grateful for that, you know? And then, you know, grateful for whatever, the medical teams that are helping people, grateful for um, God's grace, whatever it is that you find in your heart. Um, I think journaling is a great way to cope right now. Yeah. And even saying those things out loud and saying them, if you are in isolation with somebody else in your household, if you're able to talk about it with each other, I think that that's good too, because it can spark conversation and you can go off ideas of how each of you are grateful. And of course, if you are by yourself, I know for me in my life stage, I'm single, right? And so I live alone. FaceTime somebody, text somebody. I could text Robin and and tell her what I'm grateful for at the end of the day if I wanted to as well. Absolutely. Keep those social connections going. Even though we're all in this together, we're in it alone together. So Mm. um, it's important to keep reaching out. Even as you were talking uh, Denise earlier about tearfulness and you said something that made me emotional and that was talking to your healthcare providers who said you will get this we will all at some point get this and just kind of like that took me by surprise it kind of like you know knocked the air out of my sail, sail so to speak just because it's like okay I hadn't really considered that. And, and I felt my little teacups fill up with tears, right? And uh, many a times you've said, why are you holding those in, right? Like, it's okay to feel that. And so even as we were here on the podcast, I was telling myself, it's okay to feel that. It's, it's okay to be tearful about the fact that we're probably all to some degree going to get sick from this or be you know, physically impacted by it. Um, so, so for me, just the permission to, to lean into whatever I'm feeling and to not judge myself, like you said, like, well, well I shouldn't be feeling that, or I should this and I should that. And I, I, I should have a routine every day and I should get up and I should do blank, blank, blank before eight o'clock. All trying to create the sense that I have uh, control. It's that, you know, trying to recreate a a sense of control because I don't have it. That's right. And not, I don't want to start a hysteria. The the comments were made to us as healthcare workers, not really just in the general population. I don't want everyone to be concerned, but I think the truth of the matter is we're all going to be touched by it somehow. Mm -hmm. 
someone we love or someone that we know or um, so that that's just good to know that. And mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about new normal mm-hmm. with Matthew's diagnosis and his recovery. And we hear a lot when patients have cancer, they just can't wait for things to go back to normal because we've run their life for months. Here's where you have to be. Here's what you have to do. You can't do this. You can't do that. Um, you're going to lose your hair. You're going to do this. And they just talk a lot about, um, I just can't wait for things to go back to normal. And I think everyone is beginning to realize that mm-hmm. nothing is going to go back to normal. It's going to be a new normal. Um, gosh, just look at all the universities that are offering online courses now. I mean, mm-hmm. every university is doing their courses online right now. Um, all of us that are working from home. I know a lot of people who have said, gosh, I ask and ask if I could work from home. Oh no, now they're here, go home, work from home. So, you know, when you just look at all of the changes in society and in our world um, and in our own lives, it is really important just to give yourself grace and not to have those, um, Robin, unrealistic expectations about shooting Uh, should do this, shouldn't do that, but just really let it go and and lean into it, as you said. And um, one of my favorite sayings in meditation is to, when you have a thought, touch it with a feather as if it was a bubble. So it's okay to be tearful. It's okay to have those thoughts, but just very gently accept that. Yeah, that did make me tearful. And I don't know, I am more tearful today. Um, you don't, you know, you don't want to sit in it and wallow in it, but you certainly are allowed, or, or should, should, should allow yourself the emotions that you're feeling. Can I just add one other thing to that? As you were speaking, it's like for me, I have to find my safe place to like really feel those feelings and to experience those things. And so, because like for a decade plus, you have been a safe place for me. I am very accustomed to you bringing that out in me and helping me get in touch with my feelings and and things. And so um, what do other people do that they don't have a Denise in their life? How do do they find that safe connecting place? Well, I I hope everyone has a support system um, whether we call on them or not is is something else. But just knowing that we have people that love us unconditionally, mm-hmm. certainly reading can be very helpful. I, I am a big believer in getting out in nature because where else do you feel God's presence better than, um, I, I actually feel that better out in nature than sometimes I do in a church where mm-hmm. there's four walls. And um, I think... Um, if, if, the, if it gets to the point where it's really problematic, then I think you should talk to your healthcare provider about it. Mm. Good luck. They're, they're really busy right now. So it's hard to get in um, or to talk to them. But, um, you know, we don't want these feelings to manifest to the point or to digress to the point where depression really sets in and people have thoughts of harm to themselves. Mm. Yeah. I know there are some actually counseling options that you can take online as well now. So there's a place called BetterHelp and it's all online 
counseling. And I, I wonder how many counselors are going to move to Zoom calls and things like that uh, as this continues. Well, Absolutely. Funny, sorry, I didn't mean to, to, no. to speak over you, but yeah. So we actually have our first, we had our first uh, Zoom doctor's appointment today, Matthew and I. I say Matthew and I, it was his appointment. I'm sure he's like, no, mom, that was my appointment. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I'm still working on boundaries. Uh, But Tom and I actually have a counseling session on Monday with our counselor Mm -hmm. because we go every two weeks. So here we are. We're going to do our first Zoom session. So um, we may have to send Matthew out for a walk in nature while we do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think most employers have, large enough employers have EAP, employee assistance programs. Mm -hmm. So you can call into, those are free sessions. Um, Certainly the Zoom craze is everywhere and Mm -hmm. patients on Zoom as well. Uh, I did a grief counseling session this week on Zoom with a client. So um, I think there's lots of opportunities, uh, whatever you're comfortable doing, but do it. Don't just, and let the emotions overwhelm you. Yeah. And I think that that's really important that it's okay to have these emotions. And I know for me and probably for Robin too, it's easy for us to just want to push that aside because that doesn't seem very productive or like it's going to help us, but it is okay to think I'm really sad right now. This is scary. And just feel those, and then use the tools you've given us to move forward in that. I hope so. I think, you know, again, I know I've said it before, but I think just giving yourself the grace to feel what you're feeling um, and, and not, not really let it sit in and stay for a while. But, you know, what, one of the things that we talk about in grief work is sit there and feel it, but set a timer for 15 minutes. And when the mm-hmm. time off, get up and get busy doing something else, but at least take a few moments. And then the other, and this sounds strange to recommend, but to breathe. Mm -hmm. That is Um, so helpful. It is changing my life. I am telling you. (laughs) Exactly. Well, when you think about it, you know, it took my breath away or Mm -hmm. I couldn't breathe when that happened. And so our breath is our lifeline. And so a lot, I've often recommended people set a timer on their phone and every hour, just take a few moments to take a few deep cleansing breaths. Yeah. Hey listeners, we actually just got cut off on Zoom. Apparently there's a time limit. So we're all learning together. And right as we were cut off on our Zoom call, Denise had a patient need her help. And so That will be the end of our interview section with her, but Rob and I will keep chatting for a little bit. So thanks for sticking with us. Yeah. And thanks to Denise for coming on today and sorry that she had to go help a patient, but not sorry because that's what she's best at. Well, I am grateful that I have a Denise in my life and I hope that everybody, I hope that everyone will take maybe this extra time and we have some extra margin in our life right now to invest in people, even if it looks a little different than face-to-face communication. But just taking that margin to spend it investing in people and letting other people pour into you as we are on our way to really, like Denise said, creating a new normal. And I think when I look back at Matt's cancer experience, I was so anxious just to get to the end of it. And so for all of us right now, we might be thinking, I just want to get to the end of our 30 days or the end of blank when I can go back and life will be normal again. And so just knowing 
that it won't be like a switch that we flip and everything goes back to normal and not trying to be a Debbie Downer by saying that, but just not expecting that and understanding that we will create a new normal as we go about this, but we will do it together. I think that's such good encouragement. So thank you so much, Denise, for joining us today. So Robin, the last thing we have to let everybody know before we go today is that we are adding some bonus episodes. I mean, why not, right? We need to make time, make the best use of this time that we have. So why not, Rachel? Let's add something else to do. Yes, exactly. So we're calling this R&R and they're going to be short episodes that come out every single Friday. And it's just going to be like a little one-on-one. If you are a Bachelor fan, it's like a one-on-one. Either you're going to get some one-on-one time with me or one-on-one time with Robin. And we're just going to have short conversations about whatever's on our heart. It's a way for you to get some quick encouragement at the end of your work week, as well as a chance to get to know us a little better. So we're really excited. If you have any topics you want us to cover, feel free to send us a message. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. It should be fun. All right. Well, that's it for this week. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We're honored that you're sharing your day with us. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That way you get a notification when new episodes are released. And hey, we'd love for you to share this podcast with your friends and family. So make sure you do that. And remember, whatever you're going through, there's always enough grace for you today. So be sure to give it to yourself.